1: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.
2: One other thing. And then we'll get to this roster stuff, even though this is connected to the roster stuff. How about the fact that Darren Ruff's got a bad wrist? I mean, you can't make this crap up. That Darren Ruff needs a cortisone shot in his wrist. He's limited in spring training so far. It's just, I mean... Pete, this stuff writes itself. This guy can't even. This guy can't even come into spring training with the positive story about best shape of my life. He can't even give us that.
3: I really wanted to, when I saw the news. I really wanted to tweet something nasty about him, but I don't hate Darren Ruff personally, so I, it's not in my blood to do that. But at this point in time, like, there's no reason. To sit here and wait—I mean, what? So you can put him maybe on the IL for a little bit to start the season off. Like, what are we doing with Darren Ruff? The fact that the guy is not healthy—he didn't have a good season last year with us. It—it just—if there's so much bad vibes around Darren Ruff, it's best to cut ties. No.
2: Yeah, it's this is the time of year where Aaron Hicks has a positive story written about him. Oh, I learned my lessons from last year. I'm in the best shape of my life. Mentally, I'm ready to go. And you know what? If you're a Yankee fan, you could say, okay, maybe I could talk myself into it. Josh Donaldson, best shape of my life. And I I don't mean to pick on the Yankees, but they are the other team in town, and they've got positive stories. Like, this guy's going to turn it around. The manager's even saying, yeah, you'd be crazy not to think he's going to turn it around. And whether you believe it or not, it's at least in the atmosphere on February 23rd, right? Darren Ruff can't even have that. And I, I shouldn't laugh because I feel bad. I don't want this guy to have a bad wrist. Like I got nothing personal against Darren Ruff, but this is supposed to be the time of year where, da- where there's an article written about Darren Ruff that nobody reads, but it's a puff piece that says, <laughs> boy, Darren, he has been killing it in batting practice. Boy, you got to see what he's doing off these machines. Okay. this. This machine, it actually throws left-handed. It throws like ninety-eight mile an hour splitters. Doesn't matter. Darren Ruff's ripping that crap up the alley. Like we have never seen a guy hit a machine, a batting machine, the way Darren Ruff is destroying this batting machine. And we're supposed to read that article, spend three minutes on it on the Rico Bronya, laugh at it, but say, "Ah, you never know. Maybe he's got to figure it out." Meanwhile, the reality is, we got to hear about his wrist and how it's effed up. That's what we got to hear about. So boy, it's tough to ever be confident that this guy's going to be competent for the Mets. Jeez.
3: No, it's terrible. It's funny because I did see a puff piece on somebody, not, not on the, on the offensive, but uh, on the pitching relief pitcher wise, I was like, Oh, interesting. Okay. Maybe we'll see him in the, on the, on the roster, opening day roster. So that that's, it's it. Listen, I was waiting for that from Darren Roth. I was waiting for the puff piece. Didn't happen. It's the opposite.
2: (laughs) No, I know we can't even have that. And it, it sucks for him, man. In all seriousness, like. I don't think anybody listening right now, as critical as we are about Darren Ruff, we have nothing personal against this guy. I- I'd love if he's awesome. Like, I- that'd be great. That'd be amazing. I know it would be difficult because you'd have to get past the fact he's on the opening day roster and our anger at that. But if on opening day, you know, he's not going to play on opening day, but you know what I mean? Like the second game of the year, he goes three for four, quiets us a little bit. And you get off to some kind of crazy start, we'd all be happy. I mean, we just want the team to be successful, and it's it's not that he's some kind of jerk or anything. It's that he sucks. That's all it is. It's just that he was. <laughs> I can't be any more blunt about it. It's just because he was bad last year. Yeah, I, I that's think what the, it is. I think a lot of people take our
3: criticism of of athletes as sometimes personal digs. It's like it's not a personal dig at all. If no. it turned if it turned around and the guy freaking hit. Fifteen home runs a season as a uh, as a DH, unbelievable. And this goes with anybody else. It's just over. It's the over criticization of like the fact like Lindor. Everyone was on his ass the first season he was with the Mets.
2: Everyone was over like the top. It. You created a word. and I think it's awesome. Criticization. I think we should uh, we should copyright <laughs> that
1: man. I, like I think
2: it. I think Russo's used that once or twice. Criticization. Oh, Yes. Hey, sometimes you can create a word. President Bush created strategery. I think it's great. And speaking of strategery, I tried to put together what I think the 26-man roster is going to look like. And we're going to write this down. We're going to hold ourselves accountable on if this is right or not. It's tough because I don't want to predict injuries. And obviously, if Starling Marte isn't ready for the start of the season, and I knock on wood with that, but he is coming off of you know, groin surgery, and he isn't fully involved in baseball activities. He's doing baseball activities, but he's not a regular spring training uh, compor- component. Is that the right word? Spring training uh, participant. That's the word I'm looking for. What can I tell you? He's not a full spring training participant. So is it possible that Marte falls behind and is on the I.L. to start the year? It is. I, I, we have to admit that. It's a possibility. I don't want to predict that, though. Like, I don't want to sit here and say, hey, I'm putting Kodai single on the injured list just because it's a prediction. So I I put this roster together, and that's not an excuse. It's not like, hey, this is why I was wrong. If guys are on the IL, they're on the IL. And there probably will be guys on the IL. Like, there's going to be guys on the IL that none of us see coming. I hope that's not the case. But are you always going to come out of spring training completely healthy? That's the wish. That's the hope. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. So let's start with the position players, because there are, I'd even tell you, 12 spots of the 13 that are locked up. I could argue that right now. And so the reason I say 13 is that I believe the Mets will carry 13 pitchers. Most of last season, that's exactly what they did. They carried 13 player uh, pitchers, and they carried 13 position players. That's also the maximum you're allowed to carry pitcher-wise, unless it's a doubleheader And then you've got the 27th man added. So you can't carry 14 pitchers. There's a rule against that. Personally, I wouldn't carry 13. Like, I think the Mets could carry 12 pitchers, which allows you the flexibility of bringing an extra position player. And as you're about to see, that would be nice. That would benefit the Mets flexibility to be able to have five guys off the bench and not four. So let's meet your 10 regulars. All right. Pete Alonso's making the roster there. There's number one. Jeff McNeil's making the roster. Francisco Lindor, Eduardo Escobar. Those are, in all likelihood, your four starters in the infield. Marcana, Brandon Nimmo, Starling Marte are your three starters in the outfield. You've got two catchers, and we'll start there. We'll debate a third, but two locks in Tomas Nito and Omar Narvaez. So that gets us. To nine guys. All right. We're running out of spots. The 10th guy, the DH against right-handed pitching, is clearly going to be Daniel Vogelbach. That's 10. All right. Think about this. We're running out of guys. Well, literally. If you're gonna if you believe me that they will have 13 position players and they will have themselves 13 uh pitchers, there ain't much spots left. So here are the locks for the bench, All right. Now, obviously, we gave you one with the catcher, so that's, that's lock number one. Lock number two is Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham's a lock. He's on this roster. He's a right-hand hitter. He's an outfielder. The Mets don't have a lot of outfielders. The other lock is Luis Guillorme. Now, sit with me here. We are already at the limit, basically. We have one spot left. Think about that. we got one spot left. So now you start to say to yourself, who the hell is it? If Pete's right that Darren Ruff is not on the injured list and is on this major league roster, the game is over. It's Darren Ruff, and we call it a day. I don't believe that, though. I stand by what I have said for months to you. Darren Ruff's not going to be on this roster. Now, I do have a little bit of an out here with this injured list thing. Up, the wrist is bad, IL. Maybe that's the case. I, I do have the right, Pete, to say that that kind of counts as a victory in the Darren Ruff not being on the roster on Opening Day card. Even though you could argue, but he's still there, even if he's not there. You yeah, tell me.
3: Yeah, you know, he's still on the roster. He just happens to be on the IL because of an injury. That that's that, that's
2: false narrative. Can't can't. Okay, can't he's, not, he's not. He's not going to be on the twenty six man roster, Pete. I, I'm making that very very clear. He's not. I just I don't think he's going to be.
1: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. So it comes down to this. All
2: right, Evan, for the sake of this, because the discussion on position players is very boring if he is, because Pete, think about it. If you believe Darren Ruff's on the roster, the debate's over because none of those guys I just mentioned is not on the roster. Those are locks. Like. Luis Guillerme's got an option. He is not being sent down. He's the one backup shortstop. He's like, he's the backup everything in the infield. So is a lock. Guillerme is a lock. The backup catcher is a lock. And Tommy Pham is a lock. That only gives you one extra spot, which is Darren Ruff. So you are going to make the point today, Pete. I basically did it for you that that's it, right? That's That's your position player roster, right? That's pretty. I mean, you pretty much nailed it. I
3: mean, there's no wiggle room. There's one other name that I have, um, but I I don't see him unless Ruff gets hurt. But again, I, I'm not really putting that in there. It, 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 and it's not a young guy. It's not a rookie. It's not. It's not Beatty. It's not Alvarez. It's not Vientos.
2: Before you say anything, I want to make something clear. I haven't made my prediction for the fourth bench spot because I don't believe Darren Ruff's going to be on the team. So I'm curious if the guy you're thinking about is my guy because I don't believe Brett Beatty makes this team based on the roster we just laid out. I don't believe Francisco Alvarez makes this team. I believe that there are two guys who have legitimate shot to take that last roster spot over Darren Ruff. And I have a feeling that one of the guys that I'm thinking about that I'm leaning towards is the guy you're thinking about. So the two guys I have competing for this last roster spot, one is Mark Vientos, who I think has got a shot to replace Darren Ruff as the right-handed bat at the DH spot. The other guy is not a DH candidate. All right? The other guy would basically make Tommy Pham the right-handed DH candidate. But the guy I'm thinking of would give the Mets speed, would give the Mets defense. The guy I'm thinking about, is Tim LaCastro now? Who are you thinking about?
3: I wasn't even thinking about him. I was thinking about someone that, <laughs> that was. That's good. That makes a lot of sense. Makes a ton of sense, Mikey. Um, I was thinking D- Danny Mendick. Now, because I I understand now that's a surplus of infielders. There's a surplus. Uh, you know, you have a too many g- gloves, but he's not the DH, but just another guy. If in case you need to sub in. I don't know if he plays outfield at all. I know he's more for an infield spot, but that's something is interesting about Mendick. They brought him in again, not offensively gifted at all.
2: That's the, the, the problem I run into with Mendek is he's played the outfield, but he's not an outfielder. And so I'm going to trust what uh, Billy Epler said a few days ago. He talked about defense, defense, defense. He said, it's very, very important to be able to play defense on this team. And that's why I wonder about Mendic getting that last spot, because he brings more infield versatility, which they're not really going to need if Luis Guillorme is on this team. It's just, I don't want to say it's redundant because they're different players, but it's redundant in co- terms of position availability when the Mets are not deep in the outfield. And think about this, Tommy Pham's on the team, he's the fourth outfielder, but Starling Marte is coming off of a groin injury, so even if he's ready and he's not on the I.L. to start the year, I'd imagine that they're going to be careful with him. I'd imagine that. And same thing with even Mark Canna. Like, is Mark Canna playing every, every single day? He didn't do that last year. Brandon Immo was healthy last year, but early in the year especially, you're going to want to give guys a blow. So I just logically think you would need another outfielder, and that's why I actually lean towards LeCastro, because Mendix and infielder, and my interpretation is that Vientos is going to play the infield. That Vientos' position is going to be first place, first base and third base. Now, Darren Ruff does play the outfield, which you would think gives him a leg up on this whole thing. But he's also not a good outfielder. And I'm trying to trust what Billy Epler said. Billy Epler said defense is important. Billy Epler made it seem, and again, I'm trusting what he said, how that's a part of a championship team, having guys that can defend. Tim LaCastro can defend. And quite frankly, in a world in which the bases are bigger and pitchers can only throw over multiple times before they're charged with a balk, aren't you going to want guys who can steal a base? Especially a guy that can come off the bench and steal a base? And so maybe this is my own personal opinion talking more than what I really think think they're going to do. I'd love for Brett Beatty to make the team. I just don't see an avenue here. I mean, I'd love to see it, but... I, I don't think they would do it. I don't think based on the way this roster is laid out, he's going to do it. Now, the way I would do it, if it was up to me, is Beatty plays a lot of third base, and Escobar becomes kind of like the right-handed DH. But if that's the case, who's playing third base? Is it Beatty against the lefty? Is it Guilherme against the lefty? So I think from a lefty-righty split balance, they're going to want a right-handed bat. And so if they make LaCastro on this team, FAM is probably the right handed bat to platoon against lefties with Vogelbach, and Lacastro's your fourth outfielder. Like, I think that's what I would view. So, my official prediction is Tim is going to make the team. You know, he'd have to be added to the 40 man roster. I understand that. But maybe they'll stick Darren Ruff on the 60 day IL. And I don't know, really bury him away. But <laughs> if Ruff doesn't make the team, I think that's what we're looking at. I think we're looking at Vientos of all the young guys with the best chance to make the team. But I think because of defensive versatility, my uh, last man on the bench, Tim LaCastro. I mean, listen, great case, not happening.
3: It's going to be rough. They love <laughs> him. They they, they want to shove him down our throat. And that's the thing is, it's, it is to show that they made the right move. That's what it comes down to. It's someone being pompous and saying, I'm smarter than you. Darren Ruff is what we all thought he was when we traded for him last year.
2: God, I, I hope that we are not still in that place where a general manager and a manager feel like we have to shove someone onto a roster because of a trade that was made, you know, nine months ago. That, that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Now, one thing that can help change this is Vientos having a big spring training. Because I, I do think that Vientos is the guy. If, if you're rooting for somebody to dethrone Darren Ruff it's not Brett Beatty. It's just it's just not. It's, it's a different kind of fit. It's not even Francisco Alvarez because I buy that they want him to learn how to catch more before he's up here. So if it's not Beatty and it's not Alvarez, the guy who could dethrone Darren Ruff is Mark Vientos. You need to hope he has a huge spring training. So one thing
3: you've mentioned too, like Ruff may not be on the team. Maybe he has a good spring training and then they end up trading him. Is there anybody else – off of this, you know, 40 man right now, offensively speaking, player position wise, that is a trade candidate. Like, hear me out here. Guillerme Mendick are kind of similar players. Guillerme, much better glove. We actually know, and again, bats from the left side. Is is he a potential trade candidate or
2: no? I don't know how much value Danny Mendick has, to be to be quite frank with you. I mean, maybe he's more of a depth guy in the system in case they have injuries in the infield. Now, what could change all this is the way you play in spring training. I mean, obviously, that's the game changer in all this. If a guy hits 450 and turns heads, that's the thing that can change. But I don't know, man. When you look at this 40-man roster of those guys we're talking about, not really. I mean, they're not trading Tommy Pham. They just signed him, nor can they. That I, would I, say trading, more, I would say more trading Guillaume. I, I hate that idea, by the way. And I don't think they would. the The way Buck has talked about him – and the way they put a premium on defense, it wouldn't make any sense. Because he is, especially with this new uh, gold glove they created, the utility gold glove, he's going to win that. And he deserves to win that. Like He is a brilliant defensive second baseman, a brilliant defensive third baseman. Looks great at shortstop the rare times you stick him out there. I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't. I I think he's so good defensively. I haven't seen enough of Danny Mendick to – to tell you what he is defensively I only know he's a right-handed bat he plays the infield I can see his numbers on baseball reference that's that's what it comes down to Guillerme is special so no i'd I'd be annoyed if they traded him away they just they don't have a lot of options right now the the thing that would make it easier I'm telling you man is if they carried 12 pitchers instead of thirteen because all of a sudden now. You could add that fifth guy and that fifth guy to me, then I can make the case for Beatty and I can find that bats for Beatty because I think it makes more sense right now with only four guys on the bench. I mean, we just went through it. You got three spots already filled and your fourth spot's probably the guy that you want to have either be the right-handed DH or another outfielder because Tommy Pham is the right-handed DH.